0: Welcome to UC Today, my name is David Dungay. I'm here today with Mark Brigman from Partnernomics. Hi Mark, how are you doing? Good, how are you doing? I'm great, thank you. Today we're going to be talking about a specialist subject, partnering. You know, I'm a channel person. You know, Mark, I know you're a channel person. Partnerships in channel, uh, in business generally actually, incredibly important to get that right. Um, so let, let's uh, let's get into a few things now. But uh, Mark, do you want to give us a bit of a rundown of yourself and uh, Partnernomics, the business?
1: Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, yeah, Dave. I guess the the ways I, that I kind of share the story is uh, I started my career, just got really lucky. Great company, great industry. I, I started my career in the late '90s at Sprint. Uh, you know, when Sprint was about ready to really be transformed, like all other telecommunications companies, I quickly found this world of partnering. But as I continue to build my career, I was at Sprint for 13 years before I moved on. But uh in those 13 years, I was constantly asking my directors, my bosses, my VPs of, hey, how come I can't get this great training to understand kind of the art and science of partnering? What what, what do I need to do to educate myself on what it means to be great at my job? And they all said the same thing. It's don't worry about it, Mark. It's trial and error. You'll end up getting it figured out. And so I knew there had to be a better way. And so in a parallel path, I I jumped into a college research program and for, well, seven years of that program and then ever since, um, I've essentially built uh, with our team a a toolbox, a toolkit of how to do this uh, partnering thing. So we launched Partnernomics six years ago and we work with organizations across the world to help them make uh, strategic partnering become a core competency.
0: Wow, so you're really solving quite um, quite a niche problem uh, but although it applies to a wide variety of businesses, um, not, not just sort of channel telecoms or it businesses, but, you know, globally across all kinds of markets, which is, uh, which is great. But t- tell us, you know, um, why, why is partnering you know, such a problem today? Uh, partnering is complex,
1: you know, I it just, it's the, the role itself, and whenever you think about partnering professionals all the different people in the cross functional uh, leadership that we need to engage in right everything from marketing to sales folks to engineering to product to pricing to legal to fulfillment to you name it right we're working with all these different organizations and it really takes somebody with a wide skill set but then even on top of that what compounds it is you know partnering should be used as a tool to execute an organization's growth strategy right or their kind of their corporate development strategy and there's i guess the reason it's so challenging is because there's so many areas for it to go wrong
0: yeah absolutely i mean you mentioned skill sets there uh you know you had that problem back in your early days, uh, asking your managers you know how do, how do we get how do we do this better where's the training um, you know what 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 are the skill sets what what is the who is the person in these organizations fronting these these partnerships and what what kind of skills you know, really do they need
1: so I think I think the first thing is to to truly be and think strategic i mean there's we teach there's three ways that that all organizations grow there's organic right where we're going to kind of build it ourselves and that's the natural the default approach the second is acquisition we're going to get the checkbook out we're going to buy our way to growth or the third way is through partnering and you know people that are in partnering roles need to really have a strategic mindset to understand how to put puzzles together to help the business grow but, but do it in a, in a way that's very methodical and very efficient. Sometimes the answer is within your doors uh, to, to do it organically. Sometimes it's through acquisition, but partnering just opens up so many doors where we can leverage the knowledge, capabilities, assets, you know, those resources of other organizations. But then it starts to come down to people, and that's when it gets messy. But uh, at the end of the day, it's all about, you know, relationships, you know, so it's not just the strategy, but then it's also it's the relational piece of dealing with other human beings. And, and that's where, you know, it, it gets pretty dynamic, uh, it gets kind of messy, but really that's where the power comes as well.
0: Yeah. Are, are you seeing people in organizations now with a, a specific, um, you know, I'm a partnership? specialist type role are you seeing that
1: yeah absolutely i think it was uh, linkedin just well i'll say a year to 18 months ago they put out a statistic that said that um over the next or over the past five years within the past five years there's been a 360 percent increase in the quantity of partnership manager titles or job roles that have opened up uh in the world's economy and so you know, there's there's no shortage of statistics that show that partnering is increasing. Uh, CEOs, business leaders are wanting to leverage the power of partnership. Plus, just uh, all the new technologies that's coming into the world economy, the the globalization of the economy, it's becoming so complex. But it's it's there's also there's so many opportunities to weave in and pull in new technologies, new capabilities, right? Making that easy button bigger for our clients to make better, more holistic solutions. It's, you, it's like you have to jump into the game if you want to effectively compete.
0: Yeah. And in, in term, in terms of, um, partnerships, you know, we, we can see partnerships at all different kinds of levels in, in the business. In channel, we know between channel partners and suppliers and then further up that, that chain as, as well. You know, are, are all, um, I guess partnerships born equally? You know, what, what, what is that? Does, can we approach this with a one size fits all?
1: Yeah, great question. The answer is absolutely no. Just like all of our customers are not created equal, uh, not all of our partners are created equal, and we should have a very specific plan of of what we're trying to do with partnerships. I mean, there's organizations today are using partnerships in so many different ways that they they kind of need to be managed in those certain lanes. So, what do I mean? Well, we say that you know partnerships are on a continuum. And one side is where partnerships are very kind of transactional in nature and and they're very predictive, They're, they're very stable, right? We have solid, let's say like a referral partnering agreement. We understand who our ideal referral partner is. We have a solid referral partnering agreement. It's easy for everybody to understand what they're signing up for and then to manage that going forward. But then on the opposite end of the spectrum, I think there's more opportunities today to truly engage in what we call strategic partnerships and um, it's, it's a common misused and overused term but specifically strategic partnerships always include some level of innovation okay so what does that mean well we do this innovation thing because it creates differentiation which can give us an advantage but by definition there isn't a recipe there's you know we're going to have to Build this ship as we sail it, you know, as we like to say. And so in those highly strategic, highly innovation-driven partnerships, there's more opportunity for conflict. There's more opportunities for things to go wrong because there's not a script to follow. But by definition, that's the only way that we can create this competitive advantage is by doing something different and unique and better than what is being offered in the market today.
0: Yeah. I mean, our organizations, you know, get, getting this wrong quite a lot. Where, where are you seeing people get this, I guess, right? And where are you seeing people get this, this idea of partnerships wrong?
1: Um, Unfortunately, I would say most organizations get it wrong. And, you know, as we had mentioned, there's it's because there's so many different ways and places to get it wrong. And we have to the point that you were making earlier. Uh, any company can partner, whether you are a, an entrepreneur of one, or you are a company of hundreds of thousands, it's it's company size agnostic, it's industry agnostic, everyone can benefit by leveraging the power of partnership. But where it gets really dangerous is when people and business leaders say, okay, well, organic, that means I've got to build it. I don't really have the money for that. Number two, um, acquisition, get out the checkbook, I don't have the money for that. So that only leaves one way, partnering. Let's do this partnering thing to to grow, but they don't really think it through and they don't have a specific plan, a specific strategy um, that they're executing against. I mean, they're just kind of winging it and essentially uh, doing this pivot thing almost by the day, just based upon who they run into and what potential partners are saying. But what we like to teach and share is be very methodical about it. Um, Yes, partnering can be a great accelerator, and get you to success faster than, than organic or even more better than acquisition, more cost-effective. Um, but it can also be very, be very costly and, and it can sink companies um, if you do it wrong, because there is a lot of time, there is, can be a lot of financial investment that goes into it. So there's absolutely, absolutely a cost to, to doing it wrong.
0: Yeah, I mean that that long term outlook. I think it's especially important. We were we were talking off camera uh, before, and uh, yeah, how many times have we seen businesses come into a in, into a market with a with a sort of a partnership mentality, only to to, to leave uh, that that space, uh, you know, in a short space of time because they haven't given it, you know, longer than three or six months. You know, wh- why do we keep seeing? Why do businesses keep going down this road, this sort of short termism? Uh, you know, when it comes to partnerships.
1: Yeah, well, a couple of things that, that, that pop into in my mind, David, is one of those, I think whenever historically, whenever we look back to a decade or or two decades ago, the channel kind of meant sales partnerships, and it, it, it almost kind of stayed in that sales lane, but today with there being so many different opportunities to partner, uh, we can also see marketing and co-branding partnerships come out of that that don't necessarily... They don't have a direct line to revenue. It's more of an indirect line to revenue. We also see technology uh, partnerships and relationships coming in where two companies are going to work together to develop a new technology for for this single product, this single solution that may or may not then be sold through the channel. So even the types of partnerships uh, in channel is growing and expanding and getting wider. But one of the things in general I'll say is, A lot of times whenever companies will stand up a channel program for the first time, they say, okay, well, we're doing this to generate revenue. And we already have this person called a a chief revenue officer or, you know, a sales, a chief sales officer that's managing that lane. So let's put this new team or this new function over in their court. Sometimes that makes sense. A lot of times it doesn't. Um, It just depends on the specifics of of what the intended outcomes are for that partnership. But to your point, and gosh, I've had this conversation, it feels like hundreds of times over the past couple years, but most partnerships and most partnership organizations that are being stood up, these partnership teams and programs, it takes at least 12 months, sometimes even 24 months, before the company sees a positive return on investment for all the investments that they're making in the people, in the processes, in the tools, in the training, in the software management systems, in the marketing collateral, all of the stuff that goes into standing up a program. So, you know, I would just, my advice to executives that are thinking about getting into this this partnering uh, lane for the very first time is, my advice is to really think it through and to understand exactly what they're getting into. And, you know, to the point that we're making here, understand that it's not a sales team. You're not going to be able to give them a monthly quota and have them spun up making a positive return in, in just a quarter or two on average. If, if you do, it's a unicorn.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's one of those things. If you're going to do it, you've got to commit and you've got to commit for the the long term. Um, so, I mean, for those we we get a lot of channel, uh, you know, viewers on on UC today. For those uh, sort of channel businesses that are that are sitting here watching us today, uh, thinking about you know perhaps their next partnership, their their next strategic partnership, um, as as quite often comes from sort of the business owner, uh, you know, what, what what should they be thinking about before entering this partnership, um, you know, for the for the long term?
1: Yeah, um, I love Covey's approach. You know, begin with the end in mind. Uh, go into it knowing exactly or at least having a solid idea of what you want to get out of it. Um, but what I'll tell you is the the big mistake that's made is where you know these executives or even these partnering professionals sometimes they they see a resource that they need right I need access to this technology. I need access to to this customer base I need access into you name it and they get fixated on that resource that they that they want that they don't have today and that's what they go after but they they totally neglect the other 50 plus percent of partnership success which is the alignment kind of the softer stuff who who is this company what's their culture do we speak a common language do our strategies naturally align with each other will we be able to communicate effectively um all of those pieces kind of building up to just the relational side to to get commitment and to to really build a strong and deep partnership you know it's it's not about the resource or it's not just about the resource that's only 50% at best of the success equation.
0: Yeah, okay. So look, looking forwards now, Mark, you know, uh, m- mutual uh, colleague of ours, Jay McBain, he's, he's been quite vocal about, you know, some of the big changes happening uh, in, in the channel at the moment. You know, what does what what partnering, um, you know, look like uh, in, in the future? You know, where, where are we heading with this sort of subset of skills, if you like?
1: yeah, and I couldn't agree with Jay Moore. Uh, there was a study that came out from KPMG about eighteen months ago where they they asked hundreds of different CEOs, what is your dominant growth strategy over the next five years, right? It could be organic, it could be acquisition, it could be outsourcing, it could be, um, you know, all of these different forms and flavors and the number one strategy for growth, which it even surprised me, even as a partnering guy, but the number one strategy for growth at 38% was partnering, you know, these third-party partnerships. And what was really interesting and telling about that 38% as being a dominant strategy is that number, that percentage had increased 15% from just the previous year. Wow! So I think that really goes to show that that the CEOs and these executives see the power and the potential of partnering, but like anything else, uh, it only works if we do it right. And so there's no doubt that going into the future, partnering is going to be the lead. It's gonna be how we get, um, it's gonna be how we get connected with potential partners. It's gonna be how we get connected with potential customers. Um, it's how we distribute. It's no longer the big you know, 900 pound gorillas that's bringing in opportunities and, and letting you have a small seat at the door. A lot of times it's actually the smaller companies. Um, I think just because of technology where it is now, you can have small 50 100 person organizations and they look like and they they compete like multi-billion dollar companies today now now more than ever before and so partnering just because our jobs right is it's, it's not it's no longer about providing a service or providing a product it's about providing that that holistic solution and i really believe that it's it's the companies Or yeah, it's, it's the companies that that can bring together a solution to that makes that easy button as big as possible. Those are the ones that win and it's, it's no longer the gigantic 50 or hundred thousand employee companies. Sometimes it's being put together by smaller, nimble, very innovative organizations.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, I think Mark, that's, that's a great place to end uh, today's discussion uh, for for our audience watching. You know, you spend a lot of time online, but where where can they come and find you to find out a little bit more about this science of uh, partnering?
1: Yeah, so our website is partnernomics.com uh, or I'd love to to connect with different folks on LinkedIn. Uh, it'd be great to, to have a connection for you, you know, to, with them there. But uh, David, really appreciate the opportunity to come on here and, and chat with you about partnering, something that we're really passionate about.
0: Well, it's been great to have you. So to to my audience, thank you so much for watching. You've been watching UC Today with me, David Dungay. If you like today's discussion, please don't forget to give us a like or a share on social media. It's always appreciated. That's all for me. I'll see you next time.